0: The other teachers are fine. They will be here shortly. And we'll go ahead and start and just let them slip in. They're having some conversation with the retreat coordinator. So um, we've talked a lot about interest and curiosity cultivating that to support our mindfulness, to support the practice.
1: And one of the tools that Sayadaw suggests
0: to cultivate curiosity... Is the use of questions. I want to talk about this just a little bit because the way we typically think of questions uh, is a lot about, you know, we ask a question, then we try to figure out the answer. But the way Sayadaw speaks about using questions is more to spark the natural curiosity of our minds. He says that if you ask the mind a question, it will naturally get interested in exploring things around the question. Maybe not in the way you would if you were looking for an answer to the question. So it's a little bit of an art form, the use of questions. The kind of questions we're talking about are Pretty general kinds of questions. So one of the questions he suggests is, like, am I aware? Just dropping in that question. And then the exploration around it is, is not to try to figure out the answer, but it's more, I sometimes use an analogy of dropping a pebble into a pond. If a pond has a smooth surface and you drop a pebble into the pond, there'll be ripples from the pebble. There'll be natural. It's a natural consequence when you drop a pebble into the pond that there's some ripples. The, con- the, the effect of dropping the pebble into the pond are those ripples. And so we drop the question into our body and mind and then are curious or interested, what, are the, what, what happens as a result of, the, of dropping the question in?
1: Am I aware? And of what? What is obvious? Another question Sayadaw suggests exploring is what's the relationship or what's the attitude? in the mind
0: that may be kind of hidden behind the surface. Sometimes I simply like the question, what else is happening?
1: This is really, I mean, if you find,
0: at times we might find that the use of questions just takes us into our thoughts, and if that happens, That's not the time to use the
1: questions. The intention... The intention with the questions is to settle back and receive Settle back and receive
0: just what's here, having dropped the question in. A kind of a wordless curiosity
1: about how you are, having dropped the question in. So we'll use that tool a little bit in this sitting. I'll offer some
0: questions during the sitting. So I wanted to just describe a little bit about
1: how to use those questions. Being with yourself. Remembering relaxation, perhaps exploring that to begin the sitting. As we go through the retreat, as we go through the retreat,
0: Often there is more relaxation, and we don't need to spend as much time doing that. Although I've found sometimes right in the middle of the retreat, it's useful to take a whole sitting to just explore relaxation. But we can, perhaps one way to start, with a slightly different approach to relaxation, rather than consciously scanning through the body and relaxing. Relaxing. Sometimes we'll just drop in, rather than a question, I drop in a kind of a a request. May the body relax. Just be available. May the body relax. And see how the body and mind respond to that request. I sometimes find dropping that in That there's a kind, a place, or a way that the body relaxes. That I would not have even known how
1: to relax. May the body relax. It's like we're asking the body to show us how to relax. May the body relax. May the mind relax. You don't even have to know what that means to relax the mind. Just drop in
0: that request. May the mind relax. See how the body and mind
1: respond to that request. And with whatever relaxation is available, just checking in, are you aware? Sometimes just
0: the question, aware? Aware with a question mark, aware?
1: And what is obvious? Using the questions to settle back and receive. Aware of what? The use of questions
0: can support our connection with experience, our light touch of effort,
1: support the continuity of mindfulness. It might be
0: simply that you can just check in Aware? Just reminding yourself that way. As Sayadaw said, the only work you need to give your mind is to remind yourself to be aware.
1: Aware? Perhaps as the momentum
0: gets stronger, you don't need to ask the question of of what what am i aware of it's just obvious
1: as you connect aware if the use of questions brings tension into the mind and just let it go for for now if you find it supportive
0: that supports that refreshing of
1: awareness And there's a little bit of an
0: art form about how frequently we might use those questions.
1: The more momentum of the
0: mindfulness, the less we need to
1: remember or to remind ourselves. If there's a little bit of wobbliness in the
0: mind, maybe aware
1: of what? Aware. Of what? Tuning the level of effort to suit
0: the conditions of what's happening for you in the moment.
1: Sometimes we might simply recognize that we're already aware. From time to time, it's useful to check in with the
0: question about the attitude, the relationship to experience, maybe some different ways to ask this question, one simply,
1: what's the attitude? Or what's the relationship to what's happening Or maybe a simpler question of, how am I with this? What is happening? How is the mind? Remembering, we're not trying to
0: figure it out. You ask that question, how am I? There may or may not be an obvious answer, response, sense. And that's okay. Just drop in that question and then keep being aware. Sense of receiving what is obvious. Having dropped in that question, something may bubble to the surface to be seen. And sometimes not. So if not, just carry on with the simple practice, just simple. Remembering relaxation.
1: Am I aware? What's obvious? from time to time checking the
0: attitude, the relationship to experience especially if it feels like there's a struggle or there's a question about the practice itself, a relationship to the meditation like I can't meditate here
1: check the attitude Or that question,
0: sometimes a broader question than attitude can simply be, what else is
1: happening right now? Is there awareness? What is obvious? Each moment. What is obvious?
0: Might be something that is persisting for a little while. The attention might land with the breath for a little while and it's that's what's obvious for a stretch of time. Or the attention might be kind of flowing between experiences. A sound. A body sensation.
1: A breath. Sound a thought. A sound. Might feel like the
0: awareness is or the attention is kind of flowing between experiences, or it might feel more like it's jumping or popping between experiences.
1: Just curious. How is it for you? There's not a
0: right way to be aware. There are many ways the mind does this.
1: How is it happening for you? Right now. If you notice, the mind
0: has been thinking or drifting in that moment of the remembering. Notice the awareness.
1: Aware again. then again, how are you in that moment,
0: having been thinking, what planet are you waking up on,
1: planet drifting, or maybe
0: there's some tension or an emotion present?
1: Acknowledging that. Recognizing what's here. If there is tension
0: after the mind has been wandering or thinking, you're welcome to explore relaxation again. Remembering how that supports.
1: This capacity to be aware. May the body relax. May the mind relax. Aware, what is obvious? Checking the relationship to experience, checking the attitude
0: is an important aspect or way to begin to really understand our minds, as we've been saying. The hidden kind of agendas or filters that we may not be aware of can be revealed with this question, and very often it can reveal greed, aversion. And delusion. That kind of greed of leaning towards, aversion of pushing away. Illusion might be a flavor of confusion or disconnection, but it also can be like a belief. Just what we're what we assume to be true. And so sometimes a uh, exploration there. What is being believed can be useful. It may reveal a belief that we were just operating from as if it were true. And then we can just recognize it's being believed. We don't have to stop believing it. Just recognizing, oh, that's being believed right now. This is a lot of how delusion works. There's a kind of a belief in the background that we're just assuming is the way things are, unseen. And we can recognize these beliefs. Sometimes we're really on board with those beliefs. We're really strongly believing them. That's useful to notice if you recognize a belief. Yep, really believing that one right now. Sometimes with beliefs we might not believe it consciously it's like wow i don't really believe that but somewhere in our system maybe an old habit or pattern of belief is there being held to not in the conscious mind not in our rational mind but in our kind of more subconscious So it's checking this relationship to experience is useful from time to time. And there's some particularly useful times to do that. I would say one of the most useful is if it feels like there's a struggle in the meditation. feels like there's it's hard to meditate. That's a good time to check the attitude, check the relationship to experience. Another useful time is when you return from having the mind having been wandering. After you come back often I mean there there can be an attitude about the wandering itself a judgment or an irritation about the wandering. That's really useful to notice just notice it oh there was wandering and didn't like that not supposed to be happening that belief Not supposed to be happening. If I were a good meditator, that wouldn't be happening, a belief connected with that. And sometimes the wandering itself, you know, maybe we've wandered off into a a memory, a conversation with a person in our life, and uh, emotions have come up around that. And if we, um, in returning, you know, we don't really acknowledge what's here, we're kind of checking in. Well, how am I with this? Having the mind having been wandering. Oh wow, there's all those emotions from that thought. Then those emotions, if are if they're not acknowledged, can become the attitude through which we are observing our experience. So we've been thinking about our friend and having a conversation with them that was really frustrating we come back if we immediately just like go okay let me what's here oh sound but have not really noticed that emotion of frustration we may be listening to the sound with frustration so checking in to that you know that what's happening here and now when you return and potentially checking the attitude when you return from thinking another useful time to check the attitude is it feels like it's going really well there's a couple good reasons for that you know one one is that sometimes if it feels like going it's going really well there's a little bit of greed there sometimes a lot of greed there like oh i'm doing really well I figured it out, you know, pride or, ooh, more of this, this feels really good. You know, the pleasantness of it often, you know, the pleasantness or thinking that we're doing well. We like that, we want it, so there can be some greed to it. So if it's going, if it feels like it's going really well, then, you know, that's a good time to check in, see what's going on in the mind. And they can be very subtle, these attitudes Sometimes they're really obvious, but sometimes they're quite subtle. At one point, um, when I was sitting in Myanmar with with Saito Utejaniya, I was in a sitting that was quite calm and very stable, very spacious, seeing lots of uh, experience, quite a, quite a lot of clarity, subtle experience. And uh, I remembered to check the attitude. There was just this very subtle, really like almost just subtle like leaning, making it continue, doing it, trying to make it continue. As I saw that, it's like oh, there's a little bit of extra work here going on. As I saw that, and I let is that let go? Because I didn't let go of it. It let go the next uh, attitude that arose was fear that it wouldn't continue. Wow, that was interesting. And what was so interesting in that moment, uh, the relationship or the attitude to seeing the fear, was delight. Because I was like, wow, that was all so subtle. In that very, like, very stable, quiet experience, there was these very subtle, like, Wanting and aversion operating, that I never would have seen had the, had Sayadaw not pointed me to do, to use those questions. So so much gratitude, so much delight and joy arose, and that was then what I was noticing. Fear left was just delight and joy. So another thing that you can notice when uh, you might notice if it feels like it's going well. And this is a, another really powerful reason to check the relationship or the attitude when it's going, feels like it's going smoothly or well, is because you might notice in your mind that relationship of ease, of calm, of interest, of patience, of curiosity, wise attitude. And sometimes we don't notice wise attitude. We aren't consciously aware of it. And being consciously aware of wholesome qualities, these beautiful qualities of mind, strengthens them. So, I have a number of Things to talk about announcement like things. So today we are shifting the schedule to more of an open schedule. The last two days we've had the open schedule in the morning in the in the afternoons, but the structured schedule in the morning. So today we let go of the structured schedule in the morning. So here in the hall, it is um, where it won't be practice leaders. You can come into the hall as it works for you if you want to sit uh, in a formal sitting, come in into the hall, stay as long as it's appropriate for you and leave when it's appropriate for you. So this is really, as Carol said, this is really to when we introduced this on the opening, Morning. So, really, kind of about being curious about what is supportive for your practice. After a few days, there's a little more potentially momentum of the practice, a little more understanding for your own uh, experience, what's useful for you in terms of how long it's appropriate to sit, how long it's appropriate to walk. Useful to check if you're thinking about getting up and leaving the hall you know what's the motivation why why is this happening you know there will be some moment when you're sitting where there's this urge to get up notice that urge be curious about what's happening with that urge maybe it's that you have to pee you know that might be a motivation bladder's full Just noticing maybe the pressure and that intention to relieve that pressure. That can be a kind of a a neutral reason to get up. It may be that something challenging is happening and you're just so frustrated that you're wanting to get up out of frustration. Notice the frustration. See if you can be curious about the frustration. Now it may be that in noticing the frustration that the frustration begins to weaken and fall away and then you're just sitting again it may be in noticing the frustration that you become much more consciously aware that the body really needs to move right now and so at that point you know recognizing the potentially the uh, the compassion side of supporting your body to Move. So be curious for yourself. What will support your practice? Sayada encouraged people often to ask the question: why am I sitting? Why am I walking? What's what's this? You know, if I'm going to the sitting, what why am I doing this? And it's not so much the why question I find challenging for myself. Sometimes that takes me into thinking. But, you know, okay, I'm I'm going to to sit. What else is happening what's what's the attitude? What's the relationship here? That begins to get at the why of it as well. So that we will still continue to have in our schedule this the morning sitting before breakfast the um, as a community we'll sit together the morning sitting before breakfast, the six thirty sitting after dinner, the nine a clock sitting in the evening, and the teachers will be here uh, as practice leaders for those sittings. I was just getting there. <laughs> and then we'll be here for this sitting, of course, and the Dharma talk in the evening. So um, we'll, we'll um, continue these sessions, of course, where we'll be teaching. Today... Um, Lian Chi will be offering some signups. And do you have a mic, Lian Chi? Let Lian Chi say a, a few more words about, about her own background and, uh, and uh,
1: her signups, where they'll be, things like that. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Thank you,
2: Andrea. Um, so I think I should share some of my practice background with you, so you know where I'm coming from, and um, who I am. <laughs> some of you already took my retreat before, so they are. Thank you for that. They already you already know who I am. But uh, for those who do not know who I am, then. Um, I'm Buddhist, so, um, from birth. <laughs> so, um, I've been practicing with meditation quite some time. And for the last 20 years of my practice, I've been practicing with Sayada Uthishaniya style. Before that, I was practicing with um, Mahasi style and uh, Thich Nhất style. I'm Vietnamese, of course. <laughs> um, and um, that's all. So um, maybe some of my experience would help you if you have any question during the um, sign up for me. And um, there will be only three slot. Um, the the post will be on the teacher board. Yes, yes. the post of the uh, sheet of paper for signing up will be on teacher board and three slot time. So just go ahead to sign your name on it if you have any, need any support. And, uh, oh, so one last point. That um, because all my teachers are and were um, monks, so somehow in my um, practice approach, have a flavor of um, monastic flavor. So um, a little bit different from the Westerner teacher. That's all. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Lien Chi. So um, we are going to put out some books for you um, from Saira Utajaniya, the book Dhamma Everywhere. These are um, Dhamma books. They were offered forward from prior... Uh, retreatants, one of my students gave me a quite large donation uh, for books for students for the future, and I used that to purchase, to, to, to offer Donna to, not to purchase, because they are all offered on Donna through Wisdom Streams, um, to offer Donna to Wisdom Streams to send the books here, so there are enough for each of you, one for each of you. They will be out in the foyer when you leave, and I want to say a few words about using the books. Um, we are not uh, encouraging you to sit down and read the book cover to cover. But there is a way to practice with the information that comes in the book. So this is, this is a book of Dhamma offerings from Sayadaw Utajaniya to students, either through guided meditations or the practice discussions that he's had with students that's been collected into this book. And so uh, I, you know, was checking with the other teachers, how might we uh, offer support for using the books? And Mark said, think of it like medicine, you know, just the right dose, you know? And uh, another piece to reflect on is like, you know, thinking of the time that you're spending reading. You're welcome to read it, but I'd say no more than 10 minutes. If you're going beyond 10 minutes, that's probably too much. And reflect on, is it supporting awareness? So if you're reading and you just keep reading and you lose awareness, put it down. if you're if you're finding the um the reading is supporting the awareness, that's fine. We'll keep going. Alexis offered the suggestion that, or maybe it was Mark, I think it was Mark offered the suggestion around, if there's, if you, when you're reading, you know, there's going to be potentially some dharma understanding you have. If you're reading a paragraph, there's dharma wisdom pretty much in every sentence. And so, you know, you could read a sentence and then sit with, how did that one feel? You know, what, what, did, what did you learn there? And then notice the greed if you want to get more sentences, you know, just, so whenever there's a kind of a resonance of a sentence with your experience... Put the book down and let yourself sit with that. So use them sparingly like a strong medicine, (laughs) but they are available for you. Movement.
1: What's happening? Okay, so come here at 3 o'clock if you want to do the movement, and
0: it will happen in some fashion. Oh, and you might say that 15 minutes before, they might be messing around in here. It might not be the quietest time to be sitting. Yeah, so...
1: Quiet and sitting don't have to go together.
0: (laughs) That's true. Okay, so yeah, there will possibly be some hubbub in here. So hearing is happening. Um, Please wear your masks covering your nose and mouth, of course. If you uh, miss a mask or don't have one, there's some in the drawer right under the main bulletin board. Um, and remember to check for notes. Check for notes. There have been some notes up there for almost 24 hours. So, All right. So there are the practice meeting groups happening uh, now. For those of you who weren't seen yesterday... You'll be seen today. If you're not on the list today, contact the retreat coordinators as soon as possible, and we'll figure out what to do.
1: Enjoy your day.